Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so today my guest is a YouTube strategist and works with coaches who want to scale their business using YouTube, using her simple and fast framework for success. Welcome to the show, Jennifer Fanning. Thanks for having me, John. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. That was a very brief introduction to who you are. Please tell the listeners a bit more about yourself, what you do and how you help. Right. So yeah, I'm Jennifer Fanning and I am a YouTube strategist. So basically I help coaches either get started on YouTube or to continue growing on YouTube, but using the platform to scale their business. Um, so like doing things as simple as being confident on camera to how to um, keep your audience engaged and to retain their, their attention for the entirety of your videos so they can make binge-worthy um, content on okay. the platform. And then also to, um, at the same time, convert those viewers to customers or clients. And, and how did you get in? That sounds really fascinating, actually. So probably we need to talk about a little bit for myself. Um, <laughs> yeah. How, well, how, how did you get into, into that field? Yeah, so I started a YouTube channel back in 2017. I was an intern in um, a pharmaceutical company, so I have a pharmaceutical background, and I needed some sort of way to escape and just have, just explore my creativity side. So um, that's why I started my channel, and it was just like me posting things I wanted to post about. But from 2017, basically, I've been studying the platform and learning from other YouTube creators. So I'm applying that knowledge now to my clients okay cool and how did you get into working with coaches yeah so I've actually worked with a few coaches ever since I started my business and I started my business last um summer yeah last summer so yeah I just kind of get I love how they basically their goal really is to serve you know the people that they work with their clients and from the ones I've worked with they've got that desire to help people mm-hmm. and which I also have and I feel like if they've got that desire and that drive they can use a platform like YouTube to add value to people who are already on that platform and then convert those people to clients so that's just how I decided to say, okay I want to focus more on coaches because I feel like they've got a lot to share. Oh awesome yeah so that yeah. kind of uh, your ability to help them then enables you to feel like you guess that you're helping other people to help other exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I guess so that kind of falls very nicely into kind of the realm of relationships and stuff, I guess, as well. Yeah. Kind of helping people and and creating those relationships with your clients and then how they're going to establish a relationship with the people they're trying to attract towards them. Yeah. And you sort of said true. that's what you try and help them to do to get yeah. their message actually had so tell me a little bit about what kind of message do you think is important for your your clients then to put out into the world well I think when you're being when you're on any single platform regardless of whether it's YouTube Instagram LinkedIn the main goal is to try and build a community mm-hmm. so when you've got that community no matter how 
big or small they are, they become like your ride and die. And it's like, they will either they buy from you or if they're not buying from you, they will tell people about how amazing you are. So like, for me, it's uh, like helping them build that community mm-hmm. of people on YouTube who will always watch their videos and always support them. And, you know, like I've seen YouTubers who they're talking about growing on YouTube, educating people about YouTube. And then they do one random video about how they're struggling with their mental health. And like, that's how I found one YouTuber actually. Mm. And people just feel drawn to that because that is something a lot of people struggle with and they don't realize. So just um, having that community there that you can always rely on and they become like your online besties. So I think that's really important. That's something I try to um, encourage people to do when they're on YouTube. You're not just there to entertain or educate and then go away. It's just, you're there to build relationships with people. So I think that's really important. Yeah. And and the significance of building a relationship with someone online, what what does that? What do you think that means? Well, that means that like you would be seen as a leader for one, like mm. in your field, because it's like, oh yeah, they know what you're saying, and because everyone wants to follow a leader, so they know what they're saying. They're an expert in that field, so yeah. it's like, okay, they're really engaging and they're relatable as well because they talk about their struggles and their weaknesses, but they also tell me how I can overcome that because they've also done they've overcome that themselves mm. and the significance of it is then like they can rely on you they follow you and if you bring out any products or services they're usually the first to buy from you because it's like well I trust this person you've built that no like trust factor you know so okay. I think that's just very important in that regard yeah can you just then just to explain that no like trust thing there you just mentioned yeah so um it's sort of like this like if if you're showing up right and you someone is, they're seeing you they don't really know much about you and uh, but you, you pop in and out every now and again it's you're not really getting what you're gonna you're not gonna get much out of it right they know you right but the like part of it comes in when you're actually adding value to that person's life they, so first of all they know okay yeah jennifer she's a youtube strategist okay yeah we know that big deal mm-hmm. but then once you start adding value to your life and you're you're telling them, oh, yeah, this is how you can do this. This is how you can do that. Just giving, like, little tips, like, free tips. Not, you're not expecting them to first hire you before you show them what you can do. And um, yeah. you have to think about that buyer first, you know, selling framework. Yeah. And then when you've got that, they like you. And then you can use things like social proof, so testimonials that you've gotten or your own experience in the past, and you share that. And that's how they just become over time then they trust you and video is a great way of doing that you know mm. because people see you and it's more engaging they know that okay you're a real person you're the one talking to them on camera not just some ghost writer who wrote on your blog or who wrote your post for you you're the one talking to them on camera so that does help to build that trust and in a way it feels like they know you do you know yeah. so that's for me that's how I feel like you can build that factor Okay. Again, so, that's yeah. the significance of establishing a a relationship. There's like actually every relationship probably that we that we get ourselves into. There needs to be a, yeah. I, I get to know you, I get to like you, and and eventually, I hopefully, I'll get to trust you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, and it's really just being transparent with them. You know that does build that trust. You know, yeah. don't pretend to be someone you're not. That, Definitely, and especially in this day and age, it does not work mm-hmm. um, because that will absolutely ruin the trust that people have. So, if you like, if you're struggling with something, or if someone asks you a question and you really don't know the answer, just say honestly, I don't know the answer to mm-hmm. that. Or 
personally it hasn't happened to me but this is what I would recommend or this is what I see happen online people just love that honesty yeah. uh, and that is actually one of my values in business I like being transparent with the people I work with because it's important to me like if I am struggling with something like oh you know um today I really can't do this I'm actually struggling with burnout can we reschedule our meeting they most people will understand that like yeah I can relate and that's absolutely fine because you've been honest about it rather than sitting on a call trying to do a strategy session with someone you know you're not feeling well then you give them a mediocre service and then they're just Mm. like oh that was crap do you know what I mean so yeah just being honest and turning up fully for you turning and being yeah. fully for you I say because that's something I work with my clients as far as the relationship stuff is concerned is if they are going to go out on a date is yeah. don't don't consider putting on a mask don't don't feel like you have to put best foot forward yes mm-hmm. you need to, you need to show up but you need to show up as you um you don't need to show up as what you think someone wants to accept or what someone would like about you on and try and just show your best points to somebody it's it's yeah. you need to be as natural and as authentic as, as possible so that you get started on the right foot. Yeah, that's um, exactly it. And yeah. I guess it's the same when you're trying to attract an audience in for your business. You need them to see who you really are. Yeah. So when, if they do decide to work with you, there's no incongruency there at all. Yeah, exactly. You have to set the expectations from the very beginning, I believe. Yeah. And it's sort of like one thing I always say with um, what my clients want to give them a strategy session is like on like in normal your day-to-day life you might be having a conversation just sitting down like this right and that's how you talk but when you're on camera and you're talking this way the camera de-energizes you so that you'd have to sort of like bring yourself up a bit you're not changing who you are but you're just bumping up that energy a little bit so that is like appearing as the best version of yourself but you're still yourself do you know yeah. so it's sort of what you're saying yeah yeah you need to kind of like you said you need to be kind of infused to be there don't you You need to want to, yeah. be, there to be able to say okay this is I'm doing this because I want to be able to, to do this. yeah rather than I'm doing this because I think it's going to get me some work yeah exactly <laughs> that, that won't work <laughs> or at least not for long <laughs> no definitely I guess that's going to come across is now I guess like in like, every relationship if you're doing it for an inauthentic or a, a get kind of energy reason yeah. Um, people are going to figure you out sooner or later that you're just in it to try and get something from them yes rather exactly. than actually have some kind of mutual beneficial relationship yeah and that's an interesting switch as well so you were in a pharmaceutical industry and you said you wanted to tap into your creative side so I guess in the pharmaceuticals you weren't being that creative unless you were <laughs> Kind of figuring out how to defeat some diseases or things like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like my favorite modules back when I was in uni was like when we create when we um made paracetamol aspirin and one of our projects was um trying to come up with a cure for malaria. Those were fun, but on a day-to-day work life, you're not really going to be doing that. You're just going to be doing the exact same thing over and over again. And that's why I learned from my internship. You know, you'd have to get like 0.01. A mill of something and put into this over and over again and it just gets boring so yeah, yeah that's yeah. where I'm that's where I'm at where I'm at now yeah just a relationship with a pipette yeah exactly <laughs> so how did you make that change then because again that's a significant step I guess as I'm thinking this would be really good and useful for the listeners is if they're in a position at the moment where they're bored monotonous yeah. work or something and I like you they've made that shift they want to make a shift away. How, do, how did you t- sort of take that step? Well, yeah, so what I did was I I was in my final year and I went to a graduate fair 
and there were loads of other businesses there trying to look for people to recruit for their graduate program. And myself and my friend, being from scientific background, we were walking past the business stalls. We were like, surely they wouldn't, you know, want to hire us. And then someone just said, oh, you know, what's your background? We we're like, oh, science. we're a scientist or we're from a scientific background. They were like, oh, well, you know, we still look for a scientist because obviously he's got that analytical skills that we need. Mm -hmm. So I ended up applying for a lot of um, management consulting programs. Right. And in like so um that was how I was able to make that switch. So I, I was I was offered one of them and it worked out really well. I had amazing clients that who I'm still in touch with to today, even though I've left that company. And again, even with the people I worked with, they were amazing. So I'm still in touch with a lot of them today. Yeah. And for me, that was how I got into business. And then I moved to England. So I'm from Ireland, moved to England and that was in 2019 had a baby and 2021 I was just like well I don't really feel ready to go back to work yet because I had a child and I with my husband lined up line of work I needed to be flexible in my work as well so um what we what I ended up doing was start my own virtual assistant business and then from virtual assistant I was working with a coach at the time who was helping with my business and I was able to make that pivot through her help into um youtube strategy so that's okay. sort of how i took that yeah one thing i'll say though is don't be afraid to try it okay. like if that that was what i did like yeah. i kind of looked at it this way and maybe like in my way like you know i was young and i'm still young so sort of like a, well you know i've still got a lot of time to figure this out you know and yeah. i wanted to try so many things and i always said to myself well you only get one life why well, get stuck trying one thing that you don't even like you know mm -hmm. so, you know, try a lot of things and see what works out for you because yeah. you won't really know until you actually give it a shot. You might like the idea of it when you see other people doing it, but you wouldn't know if you like it until you yeah. try it yourself. No, yeah. definitely. I completely agree with, with, mm. with that. Uh, I didn't actually find my feet in therapy until I was in my mid-30s. Yeah. And then coaching, it was my mid-40s. So, it, you know, it's about taking that step into something and that's when I went completely self-employed when I was in my mid-40s. It took me oh, that right. long to feel secure, yeah. feel secure enough in myself and believe in myself enough to go, actually, do you know what? I can do this on my own now. Yeah. Uh, but you said you got a coach to help you with your business. And how did that inspire you? I guess now working with coaches, there's a good, there's a good link there. Yeah. How did that inspire you to, to, to know that you could succeed? What kind of help did the coach offer you? Well, yeah, so she like she kind of went through things like niche, isn't it? narrowing down to the niche and sort of people I'd like to help and mm -hmm. like, you know, who I'm more drawn to to work with. Yeah. And then we talked about um, narrowing down on my offers, you know, so different elements to put into each packages and um, just, you know, how to price them, things like that. And then obviously marketing and selling them and telling people about it. So this yeah. is the sort of work we did together. Um, but then it was also great to have her as a sounding board. Mm -hmm. So if I jumped on a call with a potential client and maybe the call went well or it didn't go well, whatever, I could always lay it back in there and say, oh, this is how I felt about that call. What do you think? So it's just mm -hmm. nice to have that sort of accountability and a sounding board yeah. to rely on. Yeah. So that's how she helped me. Okay, cool. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Again, that's about that establishing that relationship stuff as well, isn't it? I mean, it's so so fundamental to sort of everything that you do, everything I do, mostly what coaches do, and mm -hmm. uh, and and I guess what we all do. Yeah, <laughs> it's about yeah, exactly you know the, the health and the quality of our relationships and how we build those. Um, yeah. So coming on to your kind of personal stuff, there's an interesting story. We I mean we previously spoke 
um, about a little when we already touched on this very very uh, quickly but there's a there's a you have an interesting personal story as well about relationships what's this kind of significance of personal relationships to you and then maybe you can share kind of the story um, that we touched on uh, about your personal life too yeah um, I think my personal life um, what I've I've grown a lot just for the people who are around me, um, learn from my parents and then learn from my own husband as well. You know, so it's being in a relationship with other people or just even interacting with other people. It, in a way, it's almost as if you've got a mirror and you're looking at yourself. That's how it feels sometimes. Because then you realise, oh, you know, maybe I do have anger issues or maybe I'm a bit impatient do you know you sort of see things about yourself that you normally wouldn't if you were to just be an island and you know only deal with yourself alone so yeah yeah, so like um in my case what happened was I think it was back in 2015 so my husband and I were only dating together maybe for about two months or so Mm. but anyways uh we ended up breaking up just very briefly and I remember like it was more it was my decision it was more of a brief than I was I was annoyed about something and we just cut it off and I broke up for him it was the day after Christmas as well so that was a bit rough okay. uh, <laughs> and then I remember my dad saying basically he didn't get you a good enough present is that what it was <laughs> <laughs> we didn't actually do present that year because I think we were only together for like a month or two mm. we were only dating we weren't even boyfriend and girlfriend so right. I don't know if it was even a breakup sort of situation okay. <laughs> But uh, my dad basically said to me, it's a fact deep, you know, like, was well, that much of a big deal that, you know, you sort of ended it so quickly. And I remember just sitting there through like my whole uh, 26th of December, just thinking, yeah, maybe it's really not that deep. Maybe I overreacted. And for me, that sort of highlights the fact that I'm very defensive, right. you know. So, um, and that was something that I later on worked with. Yeah, we got back together, but it sort of made me, okay, maybe I need to calm down. I'm quite defensive, maybe because of things that have happened to me in the past or whatever. So I've learned to just take a breath now and obviously it didn't take that one time to realise that. But over the years, I've realised, yeah, I need to take a breath sometimes. Maybe speak to the person, ask them to, to clarify what mm-hmm. they mean before yeah. just reacting. Um, but yeah, that's just an example of um situation that I had as well okay. so, so that was helping you to your dad kind of helped you to see that actually maybe there was something going on for you yeah it wasn't necessarily anything that bad about what had happened and you needed to kind of understand that about yourself but actually improve that kind of communication as well yeah exactly yeah okay and it turned into kind of a long distance relationship. Is that right? Yeah, it turned into a long distance. So then I think it was August of 2016. So we'd become boyfriend and girlfriend at that time. And then he moved to England. And yeah, it was long distance for three years where we saw each other one Saturday a month. Uh, right. So that wasn't fun. <laughs> no. And um, even I say to this day, like ever since we've been together, he's only been around from one of my birthdays. Like he's always been away because the work always sends him away around the time that it would be my birthday so okay. that's not fun no. but um yeah that was that was rough but what that situation taught me was if something was worth you know staying for or fighting for then make it work mm. um I knew that he he was like almost po- polar opposite of me where he's so relaxed and calm and you know very patient whereas I'm mm. a bit hot-headed so we sort of work really well and I'm learning so much from him 
you know, and I feel like I've become a better person as a result of him, you know, and yeah, he's yeah. probably going to be like, you know, really happy now if he's listening to this. <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, honestly, you need to be in a relationship with people who, you know, make you a better person, you know, and to improve your life. So um, obviously, I, I feel like I've improved his life a lot. But in terms of like personalities, I feel like he's mm. really helped me realize certain things about myself. So yeah, long distance relationship, it was no fun at all. But it was, it was worth it, for sure. Because obviously, now we're together, we've been um, married now for two years. So mm. um, it, and it's going really well. And we're yeah. living together now, we're not doing long distance anymore. But um, yeah, it was definitely worth it. And I think, yeah, if something is really worth fighting for, go for mm. it. And so all you can make away. If I ever have to, if I ever write a piece about long distance relationships, I think I'm going to come to you for some expert. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that how was that shift then from being with someone that you only saw once a month? Yeah. And then you moved to England. Yeah. Did you then live together? Yes, we did. Yeah. And what was the transition like there? Because I guess you you kind of knew each other, but didn't really didn't know exactly it was rough <laughs> it was rough okay. um there was <laughs> there's actually a situation where and he'll he always brings us up every time like he thinks it's so funny but he had done something and I think he left the kitchen in a mess or something like that I don't know when he went to work so obviously I got up from bed and I realized the kitchen was a mess and I sent him a video <laughs> Of the state of the kitchen <laughs> like look at the state of the kitchen you know like you need to clean up all that and he sent him to work and he, he said to me when he opened that video just like what that you know like what <laughs> and he just thought it was hilarious you know so it was well for the first couple of months where we're trying to realize okay this person's got this habit this person's got this habit and try to make that work so yeah. it wasn't easy at all making that transition mm. I think that was that's probably why people say like oh um the first year of living together first year of marriage is usually the hardest just because you're trying to make that transition and trying to learn how to live with someone mm. someone new for the first time yeah but yeah. Yeah. what we did um I think it was just one thing we're really good at is communication and that's because I feel like I can talk for the whole of England <laughs> so <laughs> if something and is Ireland as well probably and Ireland as well you know <laughs> So if something is bothering me, I kind of have to get off my chest mm-hmm. and say, you know, oh, this is how I feel. And obviously in a nice way, in an honest way, but like, this is how I feel, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then he listens. He's really good that way where he does listen. And then he tells me what's bothering him too. And then we, okay, how are we going to fix it? Because one thing, I'm quite proactive. I don't like to complain and then not do anything about it. We yeah. have to figure out a way to yeah. fix it. So mm-hmm. we always say, okay, maybe we should do this and do this or try this or try that. And that's how we've... I've come out of that situation where we just talk yeah. about it and then figure out a plan to make it work. Yeah, that's amazing. That's probably one of the things that couples, when I was a couples therapist, and now I do occasionally I do couples coaching. That's yeah. one of the things they generally come with me as an issue is there are issues, but they don't actually sit down and resolve the issues. Yeah. There's usually one or the other or both of them are like, There's, we've got a problem. They talk about the problem or they row about the problem. And then they don't actually think, okay, how can we resolve the problem? And it sounds like what you're saying is actually we bring the problems to the table, yeah, fight about them. We don't need to argue about them, but we bring them to the table and then we try and find a way through them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. rather than letting them fester and escalate and uh, become bigger than maybe what they need to be. Yeah, like I once heard this um, relationship relationship coach said something on YouTube where it's like, imagine if every time your partner says something that upsets you or you 
don't you know talk about it it's like you're putting up a fence each time a little plank of wood each time and then over time what's going to happen is they're going to be on the other side of the fence and you can be on one side and you have that separation so you need to talk about it to, yeah yeah, yeah. And if, and if you don't do that as well, you know, if I've got a problem and then I've got a problem and then I've got a problem and then I've got a problem, eventually yeah. when I do come to you, I'm going to come to you with a list of problems. <laughs> yeah. Probably in a hot, more of a highly emotional state because yeah. I've suppressed all the problems in the first place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's interesting. Like you said, living together, that they, they do say you don't really know someone until you live with them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. very true. And again, especially in your case, because you, like I said, you've gone from this nothing to everything type space. Yeah. And I guess that is the last, that is a big step, isn't it? That kind of from nothing to everything. Yes, it and is. I think people, again, they could probably, like, I need to get you back on maybe to just have a show about <laughs> that, what it's like to, to be in that kind of situation. Because that, uh, but like I said, it sounds like you're both in a quite a secure space to be able to say this is an issue. That's how do we work through it? Do you think, yeah. do you think it helped being so far away for so long? Because I guess being away from each other for three years, there was a yeah. lot of communication. Yes, there was. you know, I guess if you were dating normally and then moved in together and, and things like that, then maybe the communication that you built up over those three years wouldn't have existed. Because I guess being away from each other you would have spoken on the phone a fair bit or FaceTime yeah. whatever it might have been yes I think that's true I think that definitely did work um because I think we spoke every day mm. um we made sure that we spoke every single day either through text or video call or whatever it was mm. and um yeah it was just I think that really did help and just always asking each other and being like okay how was your day and listening to that person you know and then asking them questions about that oh why are you tired? What happened? Do you know that sort of thing? Like it, for me, I feel like it, you're almost like training yourself to listen, you know, like mm. to pay attention to what people are saying. Yeah. Um, so I think that definitely did help us, you know, and we just sort of like brought that again into our living together. It's like, okay, how was your day? And I take time because again, like I always have a lot to say, that's my problem. So I've consciously said, okay, no, this is not my time now. This is, you know, Owen's time. And I listen to what he has to say. And then, when he's done and then he'd always say because he's used to it now he'd be like oh and how was yours like whereas before he might not ask that and I'm like you can right. ask me about my day and then he's like oh yes of course and then yeah. he'll ask me you know okay. so we've just sort of you know um learned that way how to communicate well yeah. with each other yeah and I like you said as well you actually expressed to him that you need to be heard as much as you need to listen and yes. you also realize that you need to listen as much as you want to talk <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Because <laughs> there can be an imbalance there in the relationship, kind of. If you're always talking and someone's always listening, or or vice versa, mm. eventually, I think there there comes an issue there where you know they're like, "Where's my space to be able?" To? Yes, like you said, you consciously made a a decision to say, "I now need to make sure that I listen." Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. That's that's very true. And he needed a little bit of prompt. <laughs> yeah to listen to and I think that's a big thing with it isn't it with with relationships is listening is a very key skill and a massively important part of a relationship because we all no matter how introverted or quiet or shy or anything we might be we all like to be heard yes we all like to know we've got a voice um and again I think that's one of the things that gets lost with a lot of relationships is is 
two people having the same kind of level of input and voice even if it's not you know like you said if you're a talkative person and I'm not a talkative person there's going to be a slight imbalance there because you like to talk more than I do so that's fine yeah. so long as there's a I'm, I'm, I'm getting myself heard when when necessary yes yeah that's that's exactly right so what would you say, I mean, again, everything we've spoken about so far is, is the significance of relationships and how to build that relationship so it works mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a, a fulfilling kind of way. Yeah. Um, the significance then of relationships to you, I guess they're, they're very important. Yes, they are. Yeah, because like the people in my lives are the ones I'd always, you know, go back to, you know, whenever things are rough or, you know, when I'm celebrating something. So mm-hmm. it's very important to me. And it's funny, it's not just even the people who I see physically every single day, it's also people online. You know, for me, being part of a community, it's really important. And that's why what, whether I'm on LinkedIn or YouTube or wherever it is, I like to have like my own people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, even with, like, I feel like sometimes we tend to think that, oh, you know, I have to be this way with this person, I have to be that way with this person. But I feel like every single person in our life has um, not a goal, but there's a reason why they're there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, you know, like your relationship with person A could be different to a person to person B, but you're still the same person and understanding that that's okay. And just invest in, in both types of relationship as long as you're getting something back, you know. Yeah. Um, I just, that's, for me, that's what's really important. And it's, it has shaped my my life with my friends my parents my husband you know and even how I'm raising my son as well you know so it's yeah that's highly important yeah and how did how did you manage that transition from moving from Ireland to to England then because what, what did you just come to be with your husband or did you what is there people you know anymore or did you leave kind of those connections behind yeah so yeah I literally came to live with my husband um back when I was in Ireland so at that point what, what was meant to happen was we were meant to um, settle down in Ireland. So he was going to get transferred to Northern Ireland and we were going to buy a house as close to the border as possible. So it would be an hour away from his work, an hour away from my work, but we're literally going the opposite direction. Yeah. But then that didn't work out. He didn't get his transfer. And I don't know, like, I guess in a way, because we spent about a year or so planning that and really getting excited for it. And then it didn't happen. Again, for me being that person, like, I just like to fix the problem rather than sitting in that if situation. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you know, I was like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. So I left my job and then I moved to England. It was really rough because moved in summer 2019. And then we were six months in like one bedroom flat while we were trying to get settled. So we can buy another place as well. And then we bought our house in January 2020, but then two months later, lockdown. Right. So it, it, was, it wasn't easy at all. But mm-hmm. again, tried to stay in touch with friends and family. Um, I remember even before lockdown, I did go back home, you know, to visit my family and my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky, I guess, in a situation where, you know, I could hop on fly in Birmingham and I'd be in Dublin in like half an hour or so. It was, and flights weren't that expensive. Yeah. So um, it, I was looking in that regard. But then when we bought our house, we were, we were lucky also because our neighbours were amazing and they still are. But during lockdown, you know, we were having street parties and right. it was just a really, really nice community. And again, being the sort of hopefully, person I am, Hopefully legal. Street it was legal, yeah. We were like six feet apart and everything like that. We had the whole like, because um, I think, yeah, we like were on a private road in the estate. So we were able to like just separate, but still yeah. sort of communicate. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah it, it was... It was yeah <laughs> <Not a drink. laughs> 
<laughs> got a little microphone. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was great in that regard. And because again, that I was open about it. Yeah, you know, we don't have any families here, whatever. So they kind of took us in. We're the youngest people in our street. They took us in like, little, you know, and they were like, oh, do you need help with your baby? Do you need this? Do you know, it's just really, really nice. Oh. So it's nice that like, Everywhere I went, because the community was very important to me, I was mm. able to build that. So, um, yeah, I'm really lucky in that regard. Again, shows the significance of a good relationship, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like you said, if you'd have been moving into this house or isolated, you know, for the first lockdown at least, you know, with, yeah. without those people around you, they've made you feel welcome. They they yeah. offered assistance. They, 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 you know, they really kind of brought you into their kind of world. And I think that's a hugely helpful, significant um yeah. you know like you said you know what, what would you have done if they weren't very nice people and you were yeah. left on your own to kind of function as the three of you are you know in, in lockdown yeah. um I think again that's great that you had that really healthy kind of relationship kind of environment community like you said around you yeah awesome um so before we finish up today I'd just like to thank you for your time um I believe you've got some kind of freebie that people can can uh, get in touch with you about yeah so um if you have a youtube channel or you've been planning on starting youtube for a while but you don't know you know what to do or you're struggling in any way yeah you can book a free call with me and i'll be happy to give you some tips and we'll go through some of your challenges and ways that i could possibly help awesome thank you very much and how can people get in touch with you to be able to get that call yeah, so you can send me an email on um, info at jenniferfanningva.com. Excellent, thank you. And do you have a website for people to, to go on to? Yeah, um, you can go visit me at www.jenniferfanningva.com. Lovely, thank you very much, Jennifer. And I'd like to ask my guests if they've got a favourite quote or some words of wisdom that they'd like to leave the listeners with before we finish. Um, well, for me, I think I've come to realise that not everyone's going to be for you. So what I'm going to say is be yourself and understand that not everyone is going to like you and that is okay. But remember, there's like, there are like, what, eight, nine billion people in the world. So if 1% of them like you, then that's like eight or nine million people. So you'd find your tribe, no problem at all. So just be yourself. And you. I heard something online that was, um, you're attracted like your vibe yeah your vibe will attract your tribe so there you go okay lovely awesome yeah thank you so much for your time today it's been a pleasure talking to you again one of those conversations where we probably could have talked for considerably longer especially yeah. because of your your love of talking as well <laughs> yes <laughs> well, thanks very much jen it's been amazing talking to you and i'll speak to you thank soon. you Don. thanks for having me <laughs>